NC State men's basketball has a big matchup on Tuesday night in PNC. It's time to lay out how to deal with the Deeks. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started happy tuesday to all as always i'm grayson boone joined by former wolfpack defensive tackle kenton gibbs we have a big time matchup in pnc arena tonight 7 p.m nc state takes on the wake forest demon deacons nc state's actually favored by a point and a half this evening wake forest enters with the exact same record as we have 12 and 4 with a 4 and 1 record in the acc I went through their schedule they played up to this point. Notable wins, respectfully. I wouldn't say really any of them so far. However, they have beaten Miami, and they have smoked both Virginia and Virginia Tech. Notable losses. They have three early losses to Georgia, Utah, and LSU. Now, all three of those losses, the jury is still out on what those might look like in March. Something to keep in mind here, all three of these losses came without their seven-foot center, Efton Reed, as he became eligible the same time that Cam Woods did in early December. So since that point, Wake Forest has been playing really good basketball. They're actually 8-1 since Reed became eligible. But Kenton, what are some of the things that have jumped off the page for you in talking about Wake Forest basketball? Yeah, so when you look at Wake Forest basketball, you look at a team that, I mean, objectively, Ethan Reed makes them a very different team. Yes. You talk about who he is as a player, and the reality is he it's it cannot be understated the type of defender he is, right? Because we talk about all the time, well, how good of a defender is somebody and, and a really good defender as a big cleans up all the messes behind your defense, and he absolutely does. But I think the biggest problem he presents is you and I have talked about that nauseam on the show. DJ Burns struggles against Lane. He does. He he honestly and truly does. And so, you know, this feels like this may have to be a Mo Diara, Ben Middlebrooks type of game. This feels like it, it has to be a game where it's predicated on the driving kick. It's predicated on, hey, Somebody has to get those blow-bys and make a good decision at the rim and maybe get them in a little bit of foul trouble. Because, I mean, objectively, if you take that thing up soft against them, I mean, we have seen we saw what he did against UVA. Five blocks? Five. One of them pinned up against the backboard. I mean, for Christ's sake, the, the young man can absolutely get it done. So when you look at this team and you talk about what they are, you know, this is a team that obviously – 
their scores are established, right? Yeah. You talk about Hilbreth and, and what he does. He's established. He's been there for a while. You know what you're going to get out of him offensively. They're doing all of this without Monsanto, which I'm sure I believe he'll be back the second time we, we play. Uh, but this is a team that, again, Reed changes the dynamic for them defensively and offensively. They've been good all year. Every game that they've lost has been a close game. It's been a game that came down to the wire. They're a team that's accustomed to, you know, kind of slugging it out. However, they have shown their guards, especially a propensity to some very bad decision-making in those tough moments down the street. Offensively, they've been a little bit of a three-headed monster, and all three of them are guards. They have Hunter Salas, which is the Gonzaga transfer. He's their leading scorer, averages about 18 a game on 48% shooting, 38% from the perimeter. So that's something to keep an eye on. They have Kevin Miller, who's a transfer from Central Michigan. He averages just a little bit under Salas at 17.6 points per game on 49% shooting and also 38% from the perimeter. Of course, you mentioned Cam Hildreth. We saw him. In abundance last year, he averaged about 16.3 points per game, 42%, almost 43% from the perimeter. So this will be a key here in the next segment, but it's going to be super important to limit the three-point baskets from Wake Forest. They have a dynamic offensive attack here, and they can absolutely light it up if you allow them the opportunity to do so. So guard play on both sides of the ball, it's going to be super important in this game. And you mentioned Efton Reed down low. DJ Burns has struggled at several points with superior length to his own. And yeah. of course was not on Wake Forest's team last year when DJ Burns frankly owned Wake Forest down low. So maybe we'd be a little bit naive to assume that DJ Burns can repeat his production that he had against Wake last year. You also have to figure that there's no way that head coach Steve Forbes is going to let DJ Burns cook up on him at least once again. I believe DJ had combined 52 points on Wake Forest, seeing them twice last year. You'd be a fool to think that Forbes is going to let that happen again. So we're going to have our work cut out for us. Wake Forest is playing really good basketball right now. They're heating up at a very crucial part of the year. And so this is a big-time matchup, not just, not just an in-state rival here, but Wake Forest, like I said, they got the same record that we got in the ACC. They're tied for second place. They're fighting to stay above that punching line as well. So it's going to be who wants it more in PNC on Tuesday night. This Wake Forest team, I know that I say all the time that NC State needs to run and needs to push. But I say that because you have a lot of guards. You don't have a ton of weight. And even your bigs, they have very athletic bigs. Like outside of DJ Burns, your, your bigs are generally thought of as guys who are in good shape that can uh, that can you know get things done in that way because if you're going a slow half court game where you let uh, Wake Forest get their defense set up and whatnot, they're one of the leaders in the conference in blocks per game. Yeah, and that was before Efton Reed even came back. They're a team that's going to make it difficult on you at the rim when you let them set up. The teams that have had success against them have done so because they were really good in the break. They were really good at. Oh, there's a miss. We need to push. We need to push right away before Carr and company get back. And granted, Carr isn't the greatest defender there ever was, but even he has picked up his rim protection a bit this year. So this this game to me, I I think to myself, either you need to be able to push the ball extreme, excuse me, extremely well, or you need to be able to finish, make at the end of the day, hit some tough shots in the lane because we've seen 
that inability to finish has at multiple points hurt us this year, especially against the boys and baby blue, where it was like, dude, stop, stop hunting for fouls. Just go up strong and get yourself a bucket. And it was like, yeah, we're going up strong to get yourself a bucket part was the uh, part of the equation that we weren't exactly acing. So, you know, this adds is going to be important in this one. A couple other things that Wake really excels at on the offensive end. They're fourth in the ACC in overall field goal percentage, second in the ACC in team three-point percentage. They're first in free throw percentage. So, as I mentioned, they're a dynamic offensive team. It's going to be a horse race. And if NC State has the shooting struggles like we've seen, you know, over the past three or four games, I don't know if we have the horses in the stable to keep up with Wake Forest offense. So it's going to be imperative that we force havoc on the defensive end. Of course, we'll talk more about this in just a second. But this game very well could turn into a bit of a shootout uh, Tuesday night in PNC. Yeah, a thousand percent. If it does turn into a shootout, Casey, please find your shooting stroke back. Please. Please. Now's the time. If there's ever a moment where all can be forgiven, you know, I know that a lot of people don't think that this Wake Forest game is as big as it actually is in reality. It's a great time to find it back. If we got to start uh, O'Connell to, to get DJ Horn motivated and pissed off to go out there and, and you know, just be the knockdown shooter that he can be, bring him off the bench. Tell him you are Lou Will. You are six man of the year. That's what you got to do. Actually, you know what? I'm going to declare this preemptively the Casey Morsell game. I think tonight is the night he's going to right the ship and he's going to go for, I'm going to say 20 ball. I think Casey Morsell's really? got a 20 ball in him on Wake Forest. Okay. We'll, we'll see how that ages, but I'm going to go ahead and float that out there. Maybe he needs locked on Wolfpack to give him that extra push. We'll find out. But I think tonight will be the Casey Morsell game. Hey, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. If, if he can come out with that type of, with that type of scoring and, you know, Jaden Taylor can do his thing against one of those guards and we, we do a good enough job. We'll, we'll talk about the keys in just a second, but boy, I'll tell you what, a 20 piece from Casey would be a big deal. Up next, we have Kenton's Keys laying out some of the most important details on how to beat Wake Forest after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but we got to talk for just a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's pretty crazy. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than your loved ones getting sick during a supply chain issue, keeping them from potentially life-saving medications. So thankfully, that's where Jace Medical steps in. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, amongst many others. This stuff could happen to any of us, so it's important that you get on over to Jace Medical. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at just a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $20 off your first order. Jace Medical. Middle portion of our Tuesday show. Now, of course, it's time for Kenton's Keys. We got to figure out how we're going to beat those Deeks tonight. Yes. The uh, first thing that we need to do to beat the the Demon Deacons is 
Very simple. Win the battle in the paint. I think that that's going to be extremely important. We talked about how DJ Burns struggles with with you know guys who are uh, who who have a high advantage over him and all that. And so you're looking at a situation where if he struggles in the paint and we cannot get opportunities either in transition or off the the dribble to get in the guys and and get shots uh, to fall in the paint. It's going to be a long day. And also, if we're allowing them, you know what I mean? Let's just be honest. If we're allowing them to have their way in the paint, it's going to be a real tough day for us because Wake Forest can shoot the three well, but their shooting percentage is not that high because of their three-point percentage. They take good shots. They're always finding cutters. This is a team that if you fall asleep at the wheel, you'll look up and say, wait a minute, are they beating us by 15, 20 points in the paint? So absolutely, winning the battle of the points in, of, of points in the paint is imperative. Number two, force Wake into 10 plus turnovers. That has been their Achilles heel a bit this year in terms of if you look at all of their losses, you're looking at a situation where they've turned the ball over a decent amount in those losses. And that's just, I talked about their their guards propensity to down the stretch, kind of have those moments where you're just like, what are you doing? What were you thinking in that moment? Against Georgia, they nearly doubled the amount of turnovers that Georgia had early in the season against Utah, very similar scene um, to where, again, although turned over throughout the game late, it was just those one or two plays that left you kind of scratch your head saying, wait, how, what is that pass? What, what are you doing there, Hildred, that ultimately ended up costing them? So you're looking for, again, forcing them into turnovers if you get 10 plus, you put yourself in a really good position, especially if they're live ball turnovers that can get you those easy buckets on the other end. And, um, you know, the the reality is if you're forcing them into turnovers, that means you're putting good pressure on the ball. That's what that means. You're forcing them into bad decisions. And defensively, that intensity of getting up in the guys and making it tough on them going to be important. here. Last, generate 25 or more points from our bench. I talk a lot about how the depth of this team is what makes them so special. The depth of this team, the fact that you have so many guys who can get it done, the fact that even though we haven't quite 100% figured out what the best rotation is, we've successfully tried out multiple different rotations. We need our bench to show up well because in those moments where Reed is out of the game, in those moments where – you know, cars are only rim protector. We saw how DJ Burns absolutely feasted. That man said barbecue chicken alert when he saw him down there. He said, "Hey, you're looking like a you're looking like the just the most tender falling off the bone turkey leg husband, where they pick it up by the bone and just everything just drops off." And the reality is, we need we need we need the ability of our second unit to generate some offense when our starters go out of the game. And then last one here, I actually added on a fourth point. You got to run them off the three-point line. And this actually is embedded in all three of these other points. Winning the battle in the paint. Not just not just scoring down low for NC State, but rebounding. Because if you allow second-chance rebounds to Wake Forest, that That's is really where they're going to on the three-point line. They will yeah. demolish you if you give them third, fourth, fifth chances to knock down a three-pointer. That yeah. will be detrimental to everything we try and do on Tuesday night. And plus night. the defenders are left scrambling after offensive rebounds. And, you exactly. know, you're not glued to your guy. You got to win the battle in the paint offensively and defensively 
to give yourself a good shot to win this one. And again, forcing Wake into 10 turnovers, not only is it forcing a good amount of turnovers important in every single game, but the caveat here, we got to be efficient in our own turnover margin as well. Turn the ball over 15 times at Louisville. If you have that same effort against Wake Forest, I don't know if they're going to give you a chance to crawl back into it. Yeah, because they're going to be firing from three. Again, the more chances you give them with turnovers or bad shots or not being able to rebound, they're going to drill threes and they're going to bury you quick. So you got to force them into turnovers and then make it count on the other end. And then the third point that's relevant here, generating points from your bench. This is a perfect opportunity where your depth can really make a difference in this game. Wake Forest is not incredibly deep at all. And NC State can be when all things click together. Again, we're still kind of waiting on rubber to really hit the road here with the roster we have. But this is a game where if DJ Burns struggles, you can throw in Diara. You can throw in Middlebrooks. Hopefully you can throw in a very physical MJ Rice and you can make a real difference for yourself down low in the paint. You have to use your depth to your absolute advantage here. you got to get fresh legs to keep Wake Forest off the three-point line especially. So this is a big-time game for our guard play. Cam Woods, Jaden Taylor, Casey Morsell, DJ Horn, a lot of this game is more likely going to come down to their play in this one. I mean, down low, of course, that's going to be a factor as well, but in my mind, the guard play is what is really going to set apart who wins and who loses this one. And you have got to keep Wake from absolutely destroying you on the perimeter. Yeah, they average, I think it's like 8.6 or 8.7 made three-pointers a game. So I'd say eight is okay. I mean, again, that's about what they average. But if you can keep them to preferably less than eight, I think you give yourself a real shot. Because I'm, I'm not expecting Wake to really do much in the paint outside of maybe Reed because he only averages about eight points a game. Wake Forest is going to try and kill you with the outside shot. If you can limit that to the best of your ability, I think you you create a lot of havoc defensively. I like our chances as long as we're consistently hitting shots on the other end. Again, we have the the guard play defensively has been about what you would expect from this team. You know, we we talk about Jaden Taylor and how special he is defensively. Casey Marcel, another guy, he plays that tough, rugged pit bull defense. And when when multiple guys are coming along and playing that style of defense, it's you're always going to put yourself in a position to win. And like I said, even against Louisville, Louisville guys were hitting shots that you just don't expect them to hit. And, of course, offensively, we had some bad turnovers down the stretch to kind of let them back in it. But defensively, when we were locked in in that game, you know, hey, you live I, – I tell people all the time in every sport, regardless of what sport you're playing, there is no perfect defense. There is a moment where if the offense does everything right, you kind of live with the result. And that's, you know, that's that's what happened in Louisville where guys who all year had struggled from certain spots and they forced them into spots where they're uncomfortable, they hit those shots and you live with that. And Wake Forest is a team that can hit those shots. You might feel like you are clamping them up and they're still getting a, a decent look and they happen to bury it. It could turn into one of those nights because they have that ability uh, around the three-point line. So. It's gonna, I mean, it's gonna take a complete effort for NC State offensively and defensively. Because Wake, like I said, they're playing really good basketball right now. Don't let their schedule fool you per se, because they they look a lot better in person than what the numbers or what the schedule might tell you at the current moment. So it's gonna be a close matchup. And up next, we're gonna give you our final thoughts and predictions after a quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. 
The NFL wildcard weekend has gone, but the NFL divisional round is coming up next weekend. But before we even get there, we have an insane slate of college basketball this week. So there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. But you got to do it on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's right. $5 can get you $150 back in bonus bets win or lose the app is super easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet including live same game parlays finding bets within the new explore tab and making a parlay in the parlay hub which is the best way to find the most popular parlays so head on over to FanDuel and use code locked on to make your first bet a layup again that's fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup FanDuel the official partner of the NFL. Last couple minutes of our Tuesday show, we got to send you on your way with our final thoughts and predictions for this big time ACC matchup tonight, PNC Arena, 7 p.m. on ACC Network. NC State is actually favored by a point and a half over Wake Forest. Kenton, give me your final thoughts and your final score prediction for tonight's game. Well, Grayson and I talk about a lot of things off air that we don't talk about on there for obvious reasons. Number one, we don't want that call from David Locke. But number two, uh, there are many moments where we we have a we have a thought or something where it's like, what's going on here? What's what's happening here? It's very interesting. And one of them was earlier this year against Virginia when NC State was favored. And I said, what what does Vegas know that, you know, because at that time, Virginia hadn't been taken through the wire as they had been in this previous stretch. And so everybody thought, oh, this is still Tony Bennett's Virginia. And Vegas has NC State favored by one and a half here when, you know, we talk about Wake Forest not having a particularly impressive win. The same can definitely be said of NC State. With all due respect, nobody is looking at us saying, oh, we've whooped the wheels off of Team X, Y, and Z, or we have a quad win, quad one win, A, B, and C. And yet, we're favored by one and a half. Why is that? Why are we favored by one and a half? I'm going to trust Vegas, and I'm going to say NC State barely covers 76-74. When you compare these two teams, there's a lot of things that Wake Forest does much better than NC State does. There's a couple things that NC State does better than Wake Forest does. If you want to look at the two schedules, I think NC State has played a much harder schedule. Our four losses are to all four ranked teams. Wake Forest has had some close losses to some teams that we don't know quite yet what they are but they haven't really had some quality wins. They have blown out UVA just like we did. They put the beats down on Virginia Tech too, who we're also going to have to see at the end of this week. So it's interesting trying to figure out what to really make of Wake Forest. But like I mentioned, I've been watching them lately. They're playing really good basketball. They can score at a high clip. They can shoot outside. They they have the tendency to get physical down low. I think NC State can be much more physical than they can. This is going to be a tough game for NC State. They... There's a couple mismatches at the guard position that favor Wake Forest. I think we're probably more favorable down low. Depending on what kind of play you get from DJ Burns, depending on what kind of play you get from NC State, I've already, I guess, called my shot. I think this is going to be the Casey Morsell game. I, too, am going to trust Vegas here. I'm going to take NC State by a score of 73-70. to 73-70, to three-point win for the Wolfpack. On Tuesday night. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, you know, we talk about the fact that Grace and I are superstitious all the time, but 
we may never do another Ken's Keys for basketball if we uh, find ourselves 0-2 when we do the Keys. And, and, you know, I know we didn't review the Keys last time, but we definitely will after this game. Scouts honor. I wasn't a scout, but I'm guessing that means something. So, Scouts honor. We're going to we're definitely going to review the keys after this. We've spoken some things into existence. We've spoken some things out of existence. I'm going to do my very best to speak Casey Morsell's success into existence tonight. Casey Morsell's going for 20 plus. Book it. This will be the Casey Morsell game. I'm calling it now. Hey, listen, you know me, the law of averages always prevails and the averages on his career have been up, up, up. Every year he gets better at shooting the ball. This year he's seemingly falling off a cliff. There's a lot of season left, There's a lot yeah. of season left for him to go ahead and, and do those things. And you know what, what they say, when a volcano takes too long to erupt, the next time it explodes, it's, it's just, it's a, it's, you know, hot ash and lava everywhere. And I'm expecting for Casey Marcel to be dropping tons of bombs from deep in PNC tonight. Take shelter. He's going off tonight. We'll see how that fares. As always, thank you all so much for joining us. Be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. Tell us what you think about this matchup tonight against Wake Forest in PNC. Tell us your final score predictions. Tell us maybe who you think will be the X factor for NC State. Any thoughts you got, throw them in the comment box. Mash that subscribe button on your way out the door if you have not already. If you already have, tell a friend to tell a friend to hit that subscribe button as we continue our climb toward relevancy. As always, we will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.